Welcome, true believers and newcomers alike. Paul here, one of the hosts of the Varmints podcast, and still not an animal expert. We are a third of the way through our Spider a Day Napod Pomo project here. Can you believe it? And we are trying our best to answer your spider-related questions this month. You can get in touch with us on Twitter or Instagram or send us an email at varmintspodcast at gmail.com and we will try to answer your questions the best that we can. Sophie reached out to us on Instagram and wanted to know how spiders are like Spider-Man, which is a really good question. So Spider-Man, Marvel comic superhero, he's got to be right up there with Batman and Superman for most well-known superheroes. And I'm pretty sure that if you are tech-savvy enough to be listening to podcasts, you have some idea of who Spider-Man is. In case you don't, I will give you the briefest overview of his origin story. Now, over the years, there have been a lot of writers and artists for Spider-Man, but the origin story is pretty much the same. High school student and genius Peter Parker gets bitten by a spider, but not just any spider. Depending on who the writer was, it could be a radioactive, a genetically engineered, or even a supernatural spider. But the venom from that bite gave Peter Parker the unusual strengths and abilities of a spider, except the ability to shoot webs. In the comics, and in most die-hard Spider-Man fans' eyes, Peter Parker builds his own wrist-mounted web shooters, which work by pushing a trigger that releases web fluid from a cartridge. Now, in the 2002 Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie, director Sam Raimi decided that Spider-Man should have organic web shooters that would allow Peter Parker to generate his own webbing, rather than having to find the money to replace and refill cartridges. That was not a popular decision among fans. And those organic web shooters became part of some comic book storylines, but overall, fans just rejected the organic web shooters. And by the way, what happens to all of this webbing? Like, has anybody asked why why isn't New York City just absolutely covered in Spider-Man webs? You know, is that stuff biodegradable? What happens when it breaks down and gets into the water supply? You know, does the city have to to go out and clean up Spider-Man's webs after he's been fighting crime. This is just how my brain works, everybody. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's quite a relief that no matter how the webbing was produced, whether it was organic or mechanical, it came from Spidey's wrists, because if he followed the anatomy of a real spider, those webs would be produced from Peter Parker's butt. Spitting spiders, however, are the exception when it comes to web shooting. They fire a sticky substance that contains silk from their fangs at targets that are in front of them, just like Spider-Man. Spider-Man does use his webbing for a lot of things. Sometimes he'll throw silk nets to entangle the bad guys. Just like Dinopidae, the net-casting spiders. Those spiders hang on a single strand of silk, holding a stretchy web net between their front legs to catch prey. And by the way, I'm going to mention some spiders that we either have already talked about or that we are going to talk about. There's a bunch of bunch of spiders that we're going to cover in this in this little little mini episode. Spider-Man also uses his webs to grab things, like maybe the bad guy is holding a weapon and Spidey will shoot a web at it and yank it out of his hand. Bolus spiders hunt moths kind of like this, 
They will take a long strand of silk with a sticky glob of glue on the end of it and whip it around so that they can catch bugs right out of the air. It's pretty amazing. One of my favorite things that Spider-Man does is use his webbing as a slingshot to propel himself farther and faster at a target than he could do under his own power. This is amazing. Triangle Weaver spiders can leap forward very quickly, accelerating at up to 773 meters a second squared. That is pretty fast. Consider that a trained fighter pilot in special gear can handle an acceleration of about 88 meters a second squared before passing out. That's really fast. How about Spider-Man's other powers? Well, he can travel around on nearly any surface, up and down buildings, on ceilings, just about anywhere. Most spiders can do this with any combination of toe claws and tiny hairs called scopula. In the 2002 Spider-Man film with Tobey Maguire that I mentioned before, there is a scene where Peter Parker is discovering his powers, and there's a close-up of his fingers, and these teeny little barbed hairs emerge from his fingertips. It was a really, really cool scene, one of my favorites. Sometimes, especially in the comics, Spider-Man is not only climbing on things, but he's carrying villains or very heavy objects while he's climbing. Some jumping spiders can cling to walls while holding up to 170 times their own weight. That's like me trying to do, well, anything, while carrying around a full-grown African bull elephant. Pretty amazing. Spider-Man is pretty acrobatic, but so are jumping spiders. Jumping spiders are amazing. Jumping spiders can travel up to 40 times their own body length in a single leap. So imagine being able to jump across an entire hockey rink plus a few rows of seats, lengthwise. That's pretty far, just in one jump. And just before jumping spiders jump, they anchor themselves with a silk drag line. And once they are in the air, they can pull on this line to control their angle and speed so that they can land wherever they want to. In more recent films, Spider-Man can fly. Now, some real spiders can and do something that mimics flight. So for instance, Selenop spiders have a compressed flat body shape. And they can actually glide through the air, they can steer with their legs, and they can land safely. Some spiders do something called ballooning, which is really amazing. What they do is they extend a long line of silk into the sky, just straight up into the sky. The wind and Earth's electromagnetic fields carry the spider and the silk sometimes for hundreds of miles. Finally, let's talk about Spidey Sense. When something is about to happen, Spider-Man can sense it and use his incredible reflexes to act very quickly. Many spiders are covered in tiny hairs that are very, very sensitive, and they can detect changes in air temperature, air pressure, or other vibrations, and that gives them a little bit of a chance to get away from predators. Spider-Man comics have been around for nearly 60 years. Real spiders have been around for some 300 million years now. Scientists know of somewhere in the neighborhood of about 48,000 species with new species being discovered all the time, and they're all pretty cool. So next time you see Spider-Man in a movie, comic book, animated series, well, now you know that there is a real spider somewhere doing exactly what he's doing and probably doing it better. So until next time, true believers, Excelsior! You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. 
Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at podfix on Twitter, official underscore podfix on Instagram, at podfixnetwork on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.